Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Playwell podcast. This is Colin. I am your host and co-founder of Playwell. Uh, And today we're actually joined by Chris, my partner. He's not here on the intro, but you'll hear him in the podcast. And we are uh, sitting down to talk with Matt Nava. If you are not familiar with his name, you're definitely familiar with his work. Matt was the art director on Flower and Journey. Um, Pretty much everybody's played those games. They are absolutely beautiful. Uh, And he is also the uh, studio creator and creative director at Giant Squid. And they are releasing their first game uh, very much in the same vein, I think, as Journey coming out next week called Abzu. Uh, sure that if you pay attention to what's going on in games, you've seen a trailer. If you haven't, stop what you're doing. Stop the podcast and check it out. It's absolutely stunning. Um, obviously, you guys who listen to the show, you know that I'm a creative guy. I come from a creative background, so you know that this sort of thing is really interesting to me. We get to sit down and talk a little bit about the influences that went into Abzu um, and kind of how, uh, as a team and as a creative uh, Matt has been able to build such engaging experiences, things that uh, you really can't have anywhere else. Um, so it's a good half hour, and um, there's some really interesting things that he talks about with uh, the development of Abzu. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast, rate us on iTunes. Um, but uh, without further ado, this is Matt Nava from Giant Squid, and we're talking about his work on Journey and on flower, but mainly about Absu. Okay, awesome. So we're all here. I conquered the, somebody conquered. I think one of you guys set the call to me. So one of you guys conquered the Skype monster. Um, <laughs> Matt, thank you for taking the time to do this. Really, really excited. I actually, just to kind of get back into the mode, I replayed through Journey last night just to kind of oh, get back awesome. into some stuff that you've done. And my goodness, like I actually got like, I had that like moment where I got a little bit emotional and like, I was like hiding from my wife, like, <laughs> didn't want to <laughs> um, but really, you know, your work is honestly like second to none. And I know you had a really strong hand in, in that and in flower and now you've got Abzu coming up. Um, Abzu, I'm saying it right. Correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. Yeah. It was I was actually also Thank you, absolutely. It was also a <laughs> system seller for me. So when I bought my PS4, there was three games on my mind when I was like, I'm getting a PS4, and it was Abzu, Rhyme, which I haven't heard from in a while, and Bloodborne. So Yeah. Yeah. Very Oh, exciting. wow. Awesome. Wow, that's a big <laughs> uh, compliment. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so if Shuhei is listening, there you go. Um, (laughs) All right. So typically the way we start this out is we have like a series of rapid fire questions. Um, They're kind of random just to get to know you a little bit. So if you're down, I'd love to shoot those at you. What do you think? Yeah, no problem. That sounds great. Cool. Awesome. Here we go. Ready? First question. Do you have any phobias? Um, I don't, not very many. Uh, Actually, I always have to uh, deal with bugs that get into the office because everyone else is too afraid <laughs> <laughs> you're like the exterminator of the office yeah <laughs> i really thought that was going into like a like a coding direction but oh well <laughs> i have a whole team to deal with that kind of bug <laughs> we all do that anyway cool awesome do you believe in luck um yes i have been very lucky <laughs> good good answer um, what is one person or character that you'd like to grab coffee with? Uh, Sir David Attenborough. 
He's like my hero. <laughs> really? Awesome. That's a good answer. That's a great answer. Yeah, uh, appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, the, the, right in line with your work. Game. Um, <laughs> time machine or teleportation? Which would you pick? Oh man, dang! I want both, <laughs> but um, I would go with time machine. Okay, that's yeah. been the popular choice lately. Usually, it's teleportation. Yeah. But the last few, it's been time machine. <laughs> well, I, I'm a huge paleontology uh, nerd and natural history uh enthusiast so i would love to go back and see all the ancient creatures and things awesome that'd be awesome cool uh what book are you reading right now um i'm not reading any books i'm trying to actually get back into playing games and get current in what's happening (laughs) because i've been so um kind of deep in development Yeah. Um, yeah so then i guess that leads right into our next question what are you playing right now um, well, I have uh, downloaded but haven't started <laughs> uh, Firewatch Inside, um, and I played a little bit of The Witness. Um, I'm re- really looking forward to getting back and trying those games out. Those are all some pretty amazing. I actually just barely started Inside. That is a, a, just a totally different experience. Yeah, from what I've heard, it's just extremely well uh, made and very polished yeah it's very good very good the animation cool. which you're familiar with because you guys just do a bang-up job but the animation in it is just like unbelievable yeah awesome um and okay so what city are you based in and why you guys are in out west right yeah we're in uh california here santa monica um right be- right by the beach uh a good inspiration for us <laughs> yeah yeah it works um what makes you feel creative last one um man drawing i i uh i love to draw i go to the natural history museum to draw the skeletons there i uh i love to go uh swimming and diving in the ocean scuba diving and uh just being out in nature that's really it that's good stuff all right sweet um cool uh so just getting directly into like i think the first thing that i always want to know because you know what we try to do with the podcast is talk not only about the development of games but we like to kind of learn a little bit about the people behind them the stories behind them kind of the candid things um that not a lot of people think about or talk about um what's your background i mean we know you did you know we, we know you worked um with that game company on flower and and on journey but before that and even before games what's what brought you here? Yeah, well, um, that sounds cool. Yeah, basically, uh, I grew up in a artistic family. My dad is a, a painter, figurative, realist painter. Um, I've always been drawing my entire life, and I actually ended up going to art school um, here in Los Angeles, Otis College of Art and Design, and I thought that I was um, going to be doing uh, 3D animation for movies or television. I actually was inspired to learn 3D when I played Mario 64 and I didn't understand how they made that game. I was like, how did they draw <laughs> this game from so many angles that you can look anywhere? Um, but then I figured out what 3D was. And, um, and so I went to school for that. And uh, in my senior year, I had a very lucky, again, I believe in luck, <laughs> uh, encounter with uh, Genova Chen, who is the creative director at 
uh, that game company. Mm-hmm. And he came to see student work, and he saw my portfolio, and he uh, liked it. And I later, um, after doing a few freelance things, uh, I got a job taking over the art direction uh, to finish Flower. Um, and uh, from there, I basically learned everything about making games. Uh, I never really took game design courses or anything like that. It's really just I've played games and I started making them at that game company. Um, so I got into the industry at a kind of high position of art director, like straight off the bat, very fortuitous and not a very common story for how people get into the industry. Most no, people no, yeah, that's totally... Have to, have to fight a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a war. Um, but that's super interesting. And I'm kind of curious, like going back to that experience uh, working on Flower, how far into the project did you come in? I've come, I've worked on creative projects before where you have to come in as a director kind of partway through. It can be, it can be tough. Uh, how far in did it you come tough. and how did you work yeah. through that? Well, by the time I came uh, into the game, they had an idea of what the game design would be. And they were telling me these crazy stories about how they found it, uh, you know, making these very... Uh, kind of different style artistic games you don't really know what you're making at the beginning Uh, it's a lot of trial and error but they had gone through most of that and they were trying to finish out the ending of the game and tie everything together they had a vertical slice of the game as you know as they they call it uh, kind of a playable section the first level that really showed all the elements of what the game could be um, but they hadn't really tied it all together. And that was my task, was just taking all these disparate, disparate elements and saying, like, okay, how do you make this into an experience that, uh, you know, is uh, continuous and fluid? Um, and it was, you know, a fantastic uh, opportunity for me. I learned so much there on that project um, with that team. It was just eight people, really small team. It was small at the time, yeah. And then it grew for Journey, but it was you guys were still pretty small at the time, weren't you? Yeah. Um, after Flower shipped, uh, we rolled right on to Journey. Um, actually, when I interviewed with Genova um, for Flower, he was talking to me about what his next idea idea was for his game, and uh, we started talking about it then. But, um, but yeah, we started with eight people again on Journey, and then as the project grew uh, and uh, developed, we went up to about 13 uh, people. Cool. How about uh, the Abzu team? Are you guys at a similar size? Uh, yeah, I mean, we uh, shipped the game with about 10 um, wow. developers. Uh, it was kind of crazy. Um, at the beginning of the uh, Giant Squid's uh, start, uh, basically, um, I was creating this new company and trying to find people to hire. And uh, I got this studio space and I was just the only guy sitting in here working (laughs) on Abzu. (laughs) Um, And we took a very long time to ramp up. Uh, There was a long time when we just had our lead engineer and a couple other uh, people there um, before we got into production. And um, it was pretty tough to, uh, to get this game going into production with that few people but luckily um the benefit of taking a long time to find people was that we got some very very good people and uh the strength of their uh talent uh, really carried us through and so we're very lucky in that regard 
Yeah, I mean, so this is my my personal experience with your work and what I can gather from what I've seen of Abzu is that you guys kind of play in a different field, right? I feel like most people that come to games come with a games background and reference games um, they're familiar with in order to kind of create something uh, as a finished product. Whereas, you know, when you play something like Flower and Journey, I, I have a hard time connecting it with any experience in a, in a video game context that I've ever had. And even still after, nobody does it exactly the way that you guys do it. And so what's interesting to me is that, well, at least what I wonder is like, what are your, what inspires the work that you guys come up with? How much of it is actually inspired by video games? Because it feels like it's kind of its own thing. So as much as it is, you see what I'm saying? Like it kind of, it doesn't feel like yeah, a video yeah. gamey experience. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, you know, I think it's really indicative of the fact that we take a different kind of approach from the very beginning. Um, we are so focused on creating uh, an experience that's going to be uh, at its core meaningful to people and to, um, you know, uh, kind of encourage them to reflect and to, uh, you know, take take a kind of uh, message away from it. Um, and, and uh, you know, we do reference video games, obviously. We uh, love love video games, and, and we usually reference them on the level of, like, okay, we have a specific problem here. You know, we need to make this character be able to do this kind of action, or we need to figure out how, to, how the camera should behave in this situation, whatever. Like, are there any games out there that have done something similar? And we look at, you know, similar games to see how they approach it. Um, but oftentimes, uh, the solutions uh, that are easiest uh, to, to solving these kinds of problems are what we call gamey solutions. You know, we have it's the easiest way to communicate something is with text on the screen or here to put a UI element on there, a power meter or something, you know. Right. And, um, and a lot of times those, those solutions are at odds with this idea of creating uh, essentially an art piece, you know, my, what I really like to do and we push for was to have as little UI as possible so that at any point you take a screenshot of the game and it's like an illustration, you know, um, that was really important for us to, to really kind of do away with a, that gamey feeling, um, because it, it kind of gets in the way of, uh, the experience in a way. It reminds you that you are playing a game and takes you out of that immersion. Totally. Um, Yeah. And it's subtle. And, 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 you know, there's been experiences. I've, I mean, like, you know, typically when you play a game, the game is thinking about its systems and how do we communicate all of the necessary visual cues so that the player can think through the systems and execute on the systems and work their way through the environment or whatever. Whereas you guys take it from that angle, like you said, um, more as like snapshotting something that's artistic. And in that you know, what I see in your, like, you know, when I was watching, um, kind of going back through some of the trailers, there's that capture of that scene where you're fly, uh, flo uh, <laughs> swimming beside the whales. And there's very much composition going on. This is artistic composition happening, you know, um, on a level of somebody who has, you know, studied art, you know, that would be able to speak to. And that is clear, like, at that moment, that was very clear to me, like, this is driven by you know, the kind of those eternal principles of, of, of good art and, and what has always worked <laughs> in art. 
yeah no I, it's, it's something that that continues no, awesome. to thank you to, <laughs> it's it's continues to stand out to me and i was even thinking when i was playing journey last night like even some subtle ways that the camera is managed in a way that like you know i don't know it's a spoiler spoiler alert if anybody hasn't played it but at the end when you're kind of ascending and the camera is like shoving you out of the frame so much yeah. so that it's like almost uncomfortably moving you out and you like are desperate to like discover what's happening to your character. It's like at the most, like the highest tension moment right before everything kind of like shifts. And that's something that I don't think a lot of game makers would ever think to do. Right. Cause they want you to constantly be focused centered there and they want you to be focused on, you know, how does the player perceive how to get to this next thing? But that, that felt like a brave move to me. Like how do we, how do we prioritize the emotion of the moment and the, the pacing of the moment over whether a player feels like everything is perceivable? Yeah, exactly. You know, it really is that we, we think about that all the time here. You know, it's that balance between is the game going to be understandable, intuitive and playable versus is it communicating uh, the message is it uh, is it still an art piece? Is it still beautiful? And is it still kind of impactful on that kind of deeper level? And uh, you the 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 thing that we learned is that you really you really need that kind of game mechanic level to be working on a level that people don't even think about it before the more artistic deep kind of uh, messaging can come across because if people are getting, you know, caught up in the, the the game elements of the game, then they're not thinking about that. They're trying to figure out how they can, you know, uh, better play the game. Uh, and and so you know that was uh, something that we found to be a uh, you know a problem that we were working on through the entire development of Abzu also journey and flower you know it's like they're all these very kind of different games and uh and finding that balance uh between the game design elements and the game kind of meaning elements uh you know was something that took the entire development process yeah i mean it's the ultimate user i mean this is such a nerdy way to put it but like you know, <laughs> forgive my designer background but it's the ultimate like user experience challenge in that you have to have clarified so uh, clearly and so um, satisfyingly how somebody interacts with your experience so that um, it doesn't get in the way of anything else and and um, that's admirable just in and of itself but then also like to think about like and, and almost this is kind of a comment slash question, like how do you balance that in terms of like, you know, you're managing resources, you're managing a team and you're managing like getting this game off the ground and you have to really, before you can embark on really executing on all the creative in the way that you fully want to, you've got to nail that, that feel really, really, really tight so that it doesn't stand in the way. Like how do you kind of balance that, the visual and the beauty and everything with just the core gameplay, um, just from a developmental perspective? Yeah, you know, it, it's an interesting question because, um, well, basically, we, um, when we started on Abzu, for instance, uh, I had this notion of this kind of 
narrative arc that I wanted the player to go through and these moments in the game that were going to be really uh, important, you know, like like you mentioned, diving with the whales and going through the kelp forests, and there's a whole bunch more. And um, we had tons of drawings that I had done of those. Didn't really know how they were all going to tie together in order to, to deliver that kind of narrative arc, that emotional arc is what we call it. Yeah. And, um, and we thought, okay, well, the most important thing is to get the player swimming and make that feel awesome so that we can have them go through these moments and that's where we began we just started like prototyping uh really kind of cool swimming stuff and it was kind of interesting because you know swimming in games is this notorious kind of disaster (laughs) (laughs) um uh you know there's so many games that have a swimming level in them that's just the worst level in that game and (laughs) it's so obvious why that's the case it's just not the focus you know like everybody's spending the most of their resources developing the most important part of the game which is walking around shooting guns you know jumping whatever and then hey we want to have a cool underwater level can we do swimming okay uh we'll throw it in there um oh, no, there's lots of different hard problems with swimming. Like, what happens when you go upside down? Oh, we just make it so you can't go upside down. You know, like, they just like you have to kind of take the easy uh, solution because you don't have time. But uh, what we thought was, like, okay, what are all the things that games usually skimp on in that regard? And how can we try to solve them and really make swimming feel unique and, like, the core of this game? So that was our focus in the beginning, and uh, it was very important to get that first so that then we knew that we had this kind of solid core movement loop. Um, we could focus on the bigger moments uh, for that arc. Well, and also so many of those games that do try to implement swimming, they're, they're, it's, it's taking you away from what they, you know, like if you're moving like really quick and like really like fluid in the world, maybe you're flying, maybe you're driving or whatever, and then suddenly you're like abruptly thrown into water. It's jarring. But, you know, if this experience at the core is that from the start, then the player doesn't have to process like suddenly feeling hampered by like the limitations of water and and, and yeah. whatnot. But, yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, funny that you mentioned that because. Uh, Chris recently had showed me like somebody made this like absurd comment about like oh what is this game is it all underwater 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 missions are the worst <laughs> yeah. yeah we've seen a few of those pretty funny it's kind of funny actually I think you know people you know are much more kind of uh, capable above water than they are underwater obviously right. um, so you have this pre-existing notion as a human being that it's going to be tough underwater and i think that you know a lot of games like you say like when you jump into water you're gimped basically like you can't move as easily as you can you can't spin as fast you can't see as far um so we actually had yeah we just had this challenge uh to make the player feel comfortable underwater uh in the beginning of the game and so that's we start the game out this is very clear bright uh you know clearly lit area with kind of light colored fish that are not very scary and there's not a lot going on above the water so uh and we even do little things like um when you go above the water the music kind of mutes out and slowly kind of decreases in volume just little tiny things to make you feel more at home 
underwater in the beginning of the game because awesome. you have we had to fight that kind of innate fear of water that's amazing it's interesting yeah everyone's got like a baked in I, th- I think in games there's this baked in like conception of water from like i'm trying to remember like 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 almost like isn't there a notorious water level in like one of the early sonics where it's like <laughs> you spend the whole game with this feeling of being like fast and capable and like getting into this flow and then you get thrown into these like pits where you're just <laughs> a slug yeah we actually uh talked to some playtesters who told us that they had this phobia of uh areas within games where you where it's so foggy or so uh, you know the atmosphere is so thick that you can't see any yeah. kind of geometry or referential planes or you know for perspective or anything and like you have this kind of they have this kind of fear of this phobia of that emptiness that vacuum and uh in early parts earlier designs of the game we had these really wide open places that were like that um and we realized that that was going to be a problem and you always needed to be able to see at least one little thing to give you some idea of which way is up and down all this sort of stuff um and so we actually had to create a very kind of custom um fog implementation uh, merc just so that we could still have these grand you know wide huge vistas and things but still always be able to see something um you know that your game's working when like people are like terrified of like real feelings yeah it's like yeah you know it's it's interesting the ocean is a setting you know just comes with all of that like you terrified it's just it's so yeah, powerful. I think um, <laughs> when I first saw Abzu, the the footage from it, the first game I thought of was um, Endless Ocean mm-hmm. for the Wii, which I think came out like ten years ago. Um, and that whole thing was like, a, you know, you like come off this boat, you're a scuba diver, and you explore water, and it's very experiential. There aren't a lot of like urgent objectives. You sort of take photos of things and find fish. Um, yeah. And they were really yeah. playing up this like enjoyable exploration of the water environment, but then. I, I don't know if it was just a hardware limitation or what they were working with, but there were still these issues with like weird draw distances, and it's sort of oh, yeah. there was this feeling of like, oh, I want to explore the ocean, but my like air tank is running out, and I can't quite see where I'm going, so it still managed to feel a little weirdly claustrophobic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they we played those games. We played Echo. We played sure. <laughs> uh, Aquanauts Holiday, super weird Japanese PS3 game. <laughs> <laughs> very strange game but fascinating but yeah endless ocean C-Man. you know oh god <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i told chris earlier one. that i was hoping that seaman would make a cameo in abzu that's where you end up <laughs> at the end of oh, abzu man. you just end up in seaman's cave <laughs> you're like doesn't amazing. he just like swear at you and stuff isn't he isn't wasn't seaman yeah, just, like just, he was a weird fish that was, was like, kind like of a, mean he that... was like a grumpy middle-aged guy <laughs> Yeah, just a grumpy man fish. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Endless Ocean, like that game, it was on the Wii, and they did some crazy stuff with it on the Wii. Like they had a lot of fish for that uh, platform. They had reflections. They had, especially in the sequel, they, there was two of them, I think. And uh, they had a lot of cool tech. At the same time, it was all running at like, SD resolution and look kind of yeah. pixely, but yeah. um, but the thing that impressed us about that game was just how many fish species they got in there. Like they're very simple, you know, the implementation of the fish. They didn't do very much, but they had them all. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Well, I'm glad that it feels good. I mean, like, that's the thing is when it feels good, everything comes together. I still maintain that Journey is probably the best snowboarding game I've played in, like, the last 10 years. So <laughs> it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We need more cool snowboarding games. <laughs> that's um, fine. So one question that I have uh, in particular, uh, just kind of pivoting off of what you were just talking about, um, the ocean is a mysterious thing right? I mean, it's a thing that we all understand to such a limited degree. And, and how, like, so it got me wondering, like, how much of Abzu is fantasy? Or how much of it is just like, hey, the ocean is kind of a fantasy thing already. And we're just kind of exploring. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I mean, it is like you say, some something that we all kind of have an idea about, but really know very little about. And uh, that was a really interesting concept for me is just this kind of surreal idea of what could be down there that we all have, you know, it's kind of like there's all these kind of ideas of the mysteries of the ocean. And um, we started looking at fish when we were making, starting the game and we we're like, okay, we're we going to invent fish. Are we going to, you know, have surreal little creatures and all this stuff. And we were thinking like, okay, well, if we made up a fish, what would it be? And we were researching real fish and we we're like, whoa, <laughs> these fish are way crazier than yeah. what we are making up because, like, just weird. Like, they're so crazy. Fish are so insane um, right. and amazing. And so we were just yeah. like, let's just show these things because they're incredible, you know. Um, and, uh, and so we decided to uh, go with the real fish and um, – and kind of one of the really cool things that we were able to do was kind of place them all in areas, kinds of biomes and ecosystems that they would actually appear in. So kelp forest fish live in the kelp forest and the fish from the abyss are down there, you know, with their bioluminescence and all that kind of thing. And, um, so that's, that was a really fun thing for us. But, but to answer your question completely, uh, we definitely were intrigued by that surreal element. And I, I think that it's going to be very surprising uh, for players, where the game goes uh, when you get down to the bottom of the ocean, and I think it's that's one of the cool things about the sea is that there's just so much room for imagination. Uh, yeah, I mean, there. it's almost like I mean, we always look to the stars and think about like what life is out there, and then we don't think about the fact that the ocean is basically like a swimming pool full of aliens that we like. Yeah, it's, it's, really exactly. <laughs> I mean, manta rays, come on, those things are <laughs> from space. They, they're so weird. Well, um, it's a beautiful looking game. Uh, I don't think anybody has any question in their mind whether or not it's going to be uh, fantastic. I mean, obviously, the work that you've done before has been phenomenal. And we're excited to see where this goes next. I can't help but constantly be thinking about. Do you remember that movie, The Abyss? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, so like that like <laughs> floats in my head. And I think about and like when I saw that I was young and it just blew my mind. But it, it like I, I keep thinking like maybe there's some kind of like crazy alien type thing going on or whatever. So, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, but you guys are releasing yeah. next Tuesday, right? Yes. Uh, very soon. Very, very excited. August 2nd. Awesome. Well, um, I'm gonna let you go because you probably are busy as can be. But um we're very excited. I'm, I've already purchased it. I'm ready to play. And uh, for everybody that's listening, don't even think twice. Pick up Abzu. It's going to be fantastic. And excited to see what comes next. Thank you so much. It was really nice talking to you guys. Yeah, you too. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. All right.
Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the episode. A special thanks to Matt. He's a busy guy. Once again, Abzu releases on the 2nd of August. That is next Tuesday from when we're recording this. Uh, the show might not go out uh, until maybe the day after. So it is fresh. It is on the uh, PlayStation Store, and you can get it, and you definitely should. And we're very excited for that to happen. Uh, once again, if you guys enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. Please share it with your friends. Uh, you know, we really love doing these. We really love talking to these game makers and getting their stories. And uh, it's been a really uh, great pleasure and a privilege to interview Matt today. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Medium. We write articles. We talk about game development all the time. If you're into what we're doing, reach out to us. We would love to talk with you. Uh, you can email at team at playwell.co. Anyway, uh, thanks again. And we'll see you next week. Hear you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.